Hey, Mama. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast. Woo! <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. So in honor of this joyous occasion, I decided to answer a question that I am asked often by my clients and the other mamas in my community, which is, Andrea, how do you do it all as a work from home mom? And this question honestly makes me laugh because I never feel like I'm doing it all. But I realized that for those of you guys on the outside looking in, it can appear that way. So for this 100th episode, I thought it would be fun to take you all behind the scenes of how I, and I'm putting in air quotes, do it all as a work from home mom. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. It's the 100th episode. Oh my gosh, like this is so huge, you guys. Like again, I am beyond excited and just super proud of myself for hitting this podcasting milestone. And I really hope this encourages you, like if you're a podcasting mama or you aspire to be one one day, that you can make this podcasting thing work for you and hit those major milestones like your 100th episode. So before I take you behind the scenes of the day in the life, (laughs) you know, of how I do it all as a work from home mom, I just want to remind you that this Wednesday, I am hosting my podcast growth formula masterclass. Now I have 11 powerhouse mamas signed up for this And they are all so excited. Like I've been getting the messages like from um, many of them about like how they're excited to really learn how to grow their podcast effectively and to do it in a way that fits their current season of life, right? And to use strategies that are actually going to work for them. So there is still time for you to join us if you've been thinking about it. Now, the pre-sale price, it's over, so you can hop in on this, but it's $77 now. But just a reminder, like I am turning this into a mini course, and so this will be the lowest price point you'll ever be able to access this. So if you want to learn how to grow your current podcast or you know, you're getting ready to launch a podcast or you're planning to launch one in the future and you really want to learn how to grow it from day one 
And these are, like I said, strategies you need to be implementing from day one. Head on over to mamatermompreneur.com forward slash masterclass so you don't miss out on this. Like, I'm telling you, I am not holding back. I'm giving you guys all of the strategies. So don't miss out on this. This will be linked below in the episode description as well as in the show notes. Okay, so how do I do it all as a work from home mom with a three year old and a one year old? Well, the short answer is I don't do it all. <laughs> Seriously, there is no way I would make it if I was trying to literally do all the things. Now, just to kind of tell you guys about my personality, I am very ambitious. I am goal driven. I have big dreams. And so I honestly have to reel myself in at times just to make sure I'm not, you know, fast tracking burnout and different things like that. So I am very aware of that about myself and my personality. And so I have really learned how to self-reflect, check in with myself and really look at, am I being realistic for this current season of life? So just like I always tell you guys on this podcast that you have to plan according to your current season of life. I live by that philosophy. Now, just because I don't do it all, it doesn't mean that I don't have any periods or seasons of hustle because I do. I put in, you know, a lot of work at times so that way I can, you know, hit specific goals, but then I also incorporate a lot of rest, a lot of breaks where I slow things down a bit in my business. Most importantly in all of this though, you guys know Jesus is my everything. And so I see Jesus as the CEO of my business. And so I am led by him. And because of that, I am not running around <laughs> with this business like a chicken with her head cut off. Like I get my clarity, my vision, everything from him. Um, even when it comes to the offers I put together, who I invest in, who I work with, what clients I take on and everything, I am led by him in that. And so that is, that's ultimately like, I can end that episode here and that be it, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you guys. But literally he's the foundation of this business, of my life, of my family and everything. And so because of that, I'm led by him. I like the discernment he's given me. I'm able to see things like, okay, yeah, that's going to be a potential problem. Let's not do that. Like, it's just, we're in tune like that. Like I, I have to be in my word. I have to spend that time with him. So that way I have that clarity and that vision and everything that I need. So that way I can build this business without burning myself out. So Let's dive a little bit deeper into the behind the scenes of my life as a work from home mom. So I decided to kind of break it down in three ways. So first, I'm going to go over like what my daily routine and schedule is like. And then we're going to jump into um, how I structure my business and what I actually focus on in my business. And then we'll wrap it up with um, kind of like the last thing that really helps me kind of, in a sense, <laughs> do it all as a work from home mom. So really talking about outsourcing and asking for help. I kind of like just really reflecting on my business and my life. Um, 
I just kind of felt like those themes kind of really stood out. Yeah, so I just figured like, you know, let me break it down for you guys that way. It's so funny. So (laughs) I'm recording this. And so I just had a message pop up from Instagram. It's from one of my clients. And she was like, I seriously don't know how you do it all. So it's like, this is a perfect time (laughs) that I'm recording this episode, right? Okay, so let me get back focused. So let's start with my daily routine and schedule. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are the days that I typically do any meetings, host live events, that kind of thing. And so this was set up this way back from when my son was at preschool. He's no longer at preschool anymore. We had some issues with the staff there. Whole nother story. We're not going to dive into that. So I have both kids home full time. So I just kind of stuck with that where Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, I'll do any meetings, whether it's client meetings. Um, I do, you know, some coffee chats here and there. Um, if I'm hosting a live event, um, sometimes like, you know, recording podcast interviews, especially for those who typically they don't record on the weekends, but I really want to be on their show. Um, so that's kind of what I do there. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I leave lots of white space. I typically don't plan things on that day or on those days, I should say. Um, And the reason why is that one, it allows me to plan one-on-one activities with the kids. So whether we go to the park, whether we decide to go to the aquarium, different things like that. Um, Also too, if they have any doctor's appointments or dental appointments, I try to plan them on Tuesdays or Thursdays. Um, now, yes, there are times where I will take a meeting on a Tuesday or Thursday, especially if it happens to work better with my schedule for the week, or it's the only time that, you know, the person I'm meeting with has the availability. Now, I will say too, unless it's like a live event or a podcast interview, any meetings I take, nine times out of 10, the kids are going to make an appearance. And I tell people that ahead of time, like, if you want to get me on Zoom, just know that my kids will be there too. Um, I haven't had anyone make any complaints or anything like that, which again, I work with mom business owners. They get it. So that's kind of how I do that for like meetings and different things like that. Um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays are the days that I try to work more during the day, but truthfully, it's hit or miss. Um, it really just depends on how my kids cooperate. Sometimes they're like really chill and they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to let mom work, you know, an hour here and there. Um, but other times, literally, if I go sit up to my desk, it's just complete chaos. My daughter starts crying and screaming like, you're really about to get on your laptop right now. My son, the same thing. And so... I'm going to be honest. One thing about me is that I am not going to force in work time if the kids aren't having it. And people may disagree with me on this, but again, my kids are my top priority. So if they're not feeling it, I'm like, okay, we'll rearrange the day. And so I do that because in the past when I did just try to force it, it created so much stress and anxiety in me because the kids kept coming over to the desk and they needed this, they needed that. And so it was a lot of start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And it was just too much for me, too much for my nervous system. And so it's like, why are you trying to force it when your kids are clearly telling you they need you right now? They don't want you doing that right now. 
And so I respect that. Again, like my kids are my top priority. So if that means that I push the work back to later in the day, whether it's during nap time, whether it's, you know, after they go down for the evening, I'm okay with that. You know, when that happens, I, I close my laptop, put it off to the side. I spend that one on one time with the kids and we do things at home. Um, we'll take it a lot easier in the day. So that way I'm still able to rest. So that way I have the energy to work later in the evening. Um, so that's just, that's my thing. That's how I like to do it. That's what feels best for me. With that being said, um, I typically do work later in the evenings. Like, so yeah, like when that happens where I, you know, wait till the evening, um, to do some work. So I'll wait till after my husband comes home from work and he takes over the nighttime routine with the kids. Um, you know, he'll put them to sleep and all of that good stuff. And so I will do my work in the evening. So in those times where I'm having to work in the evening, I make sure to sleep in the next day unless the kids decide to not cooperate. But when they do, like I make, I don't set an alarm or anything like that. I wake up when the kids wake me up, basically, unless my body is just being wonky and wakes me up at like five or six in the morning. So if I happen to not get enough rest during the week, then I will sleep in on the weekends and also make sure to incorporate time for a nap. That is one thing about me as well is that I'm not going to sacrifice my sleep. Um, so whether that means I sleep in, I incorporate some naps, like I do what I need to do so that I'm getting sufficient rest, um, especially because when I don't, I tend to get overstimulated a lot easier with the kids. I have less patience. Um, I get overwhelmed much more easily. My anxiety shoots up a lot quicker and a lot e more easily. So I'm really mindful of those things. And so rest is very important to me. And so I'm making sure that I am getting sufficient rest. Now, as far as like my work schedule, like I mentioned earlier, I do work in the evenings and I'm a really big fan of that. I tend to get like my best work done in the evenings, um, especially because I have that uninterrupted time. The kids are asleep. Nobody's asking me for anything. No one, you know, needs me to hold them or anything like that. Like I can literally work without any interruptions. And so I take advantage of that. Again, there are times where I work during the day if the kids are cooperating and especially like if I'm, you know, close to a deadline or something and I really need to get it done, you know, I'll dedicate time during the day for that. But I really do love working in the evenings. I am a night owl. Um, so it just works great for me. I also really enjoy working on the weekends and I know that that is not for everyone. <laughs> which I fully get it, you know, but for me, I like to have the, again, that uninterrupted time to get work done because my husband's home um, and he's able to be the one that takes care of the kids primarily. And I'm able to get that break. So I do incorporate time on the weekends to get work done. Um, and honestly, I get a vast majority of my work done on the weekends versus the week. 
Um, during the week, I may work a couple hours here and there, unless, you know, it's like client meetings, that kind of stuff. But like, I will dedicate, you know, a few hours during the week in the evenings to get work done. But the bulk majority of my work I do on the weekend. Again, that's not for everyone, but this is what has worked for me in my current season of life. But I do want to make sure that I, I clarify a couple of things. Just because I'm working on the weekends doesn't mean I completely ignore my family and I don't spend time with like my husband or anything like that. I work in chunks. I make sure to incorporate breaks. Um, so that way I'm spending that quality time with my family and everything. So it's not like, you know, I'm working eight hours straight Saturday and Sunday. No, nah, we don't do that over here. So on the weekends, I do record podcast interviews. Um, I also record all of my solo episodes on the weekends. And then I will also take client meetings on the weekends just because it works a lot better for me. Although I love having my kids, you know, show their beautiful faces on these Zoom calls, I do like to have that one-on-one time with my clients where I can literally just focus on them. Um, so I do like set aside some days and times to take, you know, client calls on the weekends. So I kind of touched on this a bit, but I am really big on listening to my body. If I'm tired, if I'm stressed, if I'm overstimulated, I do not force myself to stay up and work. I take myself to bed and I take care of what needs to be done later on in the week. Um, and I've learned to be okay with that. Like sometimes, especially if you are high achieving, ambitious, sometimes it can feel bad to like leave some work uncompleted or leave it for later on in the week, even if it's not necessarily due yet. Um, it's just something about us with that type of personality where it's like when we start something, we got to complete it right then and there. So I've trained my body to be okay with not sitting down to complete a project when I start it. It's okay to push it out if it needs to happen that way. So yeah, like, you know, it may mean that I have to stay up a little later the next night or I get up earlier, you know, the next morning before the kids so I can complete whatever that task is. So I'm, I've really learned in this season of my life how to have balance and not to just be so fixated on specific things, but really like looking at having balance across things. And I know we talk a lot about like, oh, you can't really balance motherhood and entrepreneurship. You can, you just do it in a way that works for you and your family. So another thing I do is, is that if I know that we have some kind of a family event coming up or we have something planned, I will try to get a lot of things done ahead of time. So that way I'm not, you know, at this event stressed out because like, oh my gosh, I still have all these things to do. You know, I really want to be in the present. Like if we're doing a family outing, family event or anything like that, or if I'm going to spend time with friends and different things like that, like I try to get things done ahead of time, especially if I know like they're due soon. So that way I'm not stressing after the fact, trying to get it all done or worried about it when I'm supposed to be, you know, enjoying myself. 
So for instance, today I am recording this podcast episode on a Saturday and I'm doing it Saturday morning because we're going to LA to visit my in-laws. And so I didn't want to have to worry about trying to figure out when I was going to record this episode and whatnot. Um, And so I planned ahead and I set aside some time this morning before we have to head out to get this episode recorded. Now, I know I've talked a lot about batch recording, but it doesn't work for me. I tried it and honestly, I always ended up changing the episode, going back and having to re-record it because either some type of inspiration struck, I changed it to a completely different topic based on a question or something I got from a client or you know, someone in my community or whatever. And so I stopped batch recording. Like it just doesn't work for me. So yeah, there's that. (laughs) But I I really am big on planning ahead. Um, And that is one of the things I really love about my husband too. Like he doesn't just make these plans without me. Like we discuss things together to ensure that you know, the schedule we're making, it works for the both of us. And so it really allows me to restructure things or move things around if needed, but to do it in a way that's not going to cause me anxiety, that's not going to cause chaos, confusion, or anything like that. Um, So planning ahead is a really big part of my strategy or what I do. And then I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the episode, but I have like daily rituals that I do. Praying or writing in my prayer journal, non-negotiable. Like I I do that. Um, spending time in God's word to start my day. I have to do that. Like I if I don't, my day just does not go well. So I prioritize those things. Um, and then it's only been a couple of weeks, but I've been really intentional in setting aside time for working out. Um, and I've noticed that I don't get as easily overstimulated when I work out. And so now it's a non-negotiable for me. Like I got to get that work in, in whether it's like a 10 or 15 minute workout, like I, it's something that I'm committed to doing. Okay. So now let's talk about how I structure my business and what I actually focus on in my business. So If you can't already tell, like my business revolves around my family, meaning my family always comes first. So how I structure my days when I work, it's all based on my family's needs. Even though I, like I said, I work weekends, I make time for me and my family. So me and my hubby, we have our favorite shows that we watch each week. Um, Or if there's a new movie out that he wants to watch or that I want to watch, we make time for that. Um, on the weekends, you know, we will sit down and we'll have like, you know, our talks where we're like catching up or, you know, just sharing like our hopes and dreams and all of that. Um, So I have that dedicated time with my husband. Now, weekdays are a lot harder for us to spend that one-on-one time together since most days he doesn't get home from work until after 8 p.m. And so like we kind of you know, do like, you know, ask each other how our days were and talk about different things like that. But it's mostly like just shifting into the nighttime routine, getting the kids down for the night, um, eating dinner and that kind of stuff, you know, taking baths and showers and all that good stuff. So um, weekdays, we don't get to really spend that one-on-one time together like we do on the weekends um, since, you know, he gets home so late. 
Um, another thing I've done is reduce the number of Zoom calls that I do. Um, I recently made it an option to do sales calls via Voxer instead of Zoom. Now, I still do Zoom calls if someone requests it, but I let them know up front that it's going to be 15 minutes max. Like, I got my kids home with me, and so I don't want to just be on Zoom for a long time. Plus, like, a lot of times it's just clarifying a couple of things related to the offer they're interested in and, like, you know, figuring that out. So, in my opinion, it doesn't need to be more than 15 minutes. Even like the power hour sessions I do, I do them via Voxer. And the reason why I've really switched to like primarily communicating with clients and potential clients via Voxer is because it's a lot easier for me to serve them um, because I don't have to be tied to a computer. I can send messages via Voxer while I'm making my baby something to eat or taking care of one of their other needs. And so I've also noticed that my clients seem to appreciate it too, since they are busy themselves, you know, it's like sitting down and get on Zoom, um, especially like if you're in the middle of a good conversation and stuff, like it's just, it's like great, you know, to see people's face and everything, but you're literally tied to that computer So it's like if you have other stuff to do, unless you're going to take your laptop with you, it's just not really convenient. Now, I've also kind of created two sides to my business, or you can even call them two separate businesses. (laughs) So in May of this year, I added in coaching and it's really been a game changer. Um, I've been able to support some incredible women via coaching But because it's not involving me launching or managing a podcast and it's less hands-on in terms of it being like a service provider type of service. (laughs) Um, So it's less hands-on compared to like the podcast production side of my business. And so I I really like supporting my clients that way, um, but also to just like increasing my income, but doing it in a way that doesn't require me to do more as a service provider. Um, It's just really given me more time freedom. And then I'm also been like adding in more digital products and passive income to my business too, which again, it doesn't require more of my time and energy other than that like initial setup and creation. And then of course, you know, marketing these things. But in general, like, structuring my business and diversifying my offers that way has really helped me. So again, it looks like I'm doing a lot, like I'm doing it all, but I'm not. (laughs) Now this year, there were a lot of things that I let go of in my business. So just to kind of name off those things, I let go of blogging, I let go of Pinterest, Y'all already know I gave up creating reels and carousels and just posting to my feed in general. I let go of my Facebook group. I also let go of the Mama to Mompreneur uh, monthly meetups that I was doing. And I stopped trying to attend every networking call. So why did I do that? (laughs) Well, a lot of these things were really time consuming and again, just don't fit my current season of life. So I really got clear on the things that were moving the needle forward the most in my business and 
really felt good to me, you know, really lit me up and that I could realistically commit to right now in this season of life. And so I started focusing my marketing and networking efforts in my podcast. So like doing solo episodes and interviewing incredible guests, um, guesting on other podcasts, email marketing. I, y'all already know, go and listen to episode 99. Like that has been huge there. Um, and doing collaborations through like bundles and summits and even doing some Instagram lives. Um, I've really been like sticking with like doing Instagram stories and building connections in the DMs. These things fit my current season of life. They work for me. They've been very, very effective for my business growth and they light me up. I love doing these things. I've gotten like a lot quicker with writing my emails. Um, I've really just honed in on my writing skills. Like I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you guys, like, but I've always been like a skilled writer. Um, I even have a devotional that I wrote, uh, I think it was back in 2018, published it and everything. I'll link it in the show notes, but I had kind of gotten away from writing. And so getting into email marketing and really learning how to write effective emails, it took some practice, but I've really grown in this area. And so what used to take me hours to write one email, I probably can sit down and do an email in like 20 minutes or less. Um, and I really enjoy it. I, I have so much fun writing my emails. Now for Instagram stories, I usually record these and put them together in the mornings um, while the kids are like having breakfast or something. Um, DMs I respond to throughout the day. But again, I'm a huge fan of voice messages. So nine times out of 10, if you send me a DM, I'm going to respond with a voice message just because it's easier for me to send that instead of sitting down to type out a full out response. Now for the summits and bundles I've been participating in. Earlier this year, I created my signature presentation for podcasting for your business. And so I really just been taking that and tweaking it for like each summit to make it specific to that audience for the summit. And so that way I'm not going and having to recreate a new presentation, but literally just taking the, you know, main one I created, tweaking it here and there to make the language more specific to the target audience. And that's it for like the bundles I participated in. Earlier this year, I started to put together like little offers um, that I can contribute for these bundles. Um, sometimes I will create something new, especially like if I'm inspired by like the overall theme of the bundle and I'm like, oh, I don't have something specific within this theme. So let me create something new. But because I've been doing it quite a bit this year, it doesn't take me a long time to put something together. Um, I outline it pretty quickly, get clear on like the main points and everything like that. Um, and then I put the presentation together. And I think a big part of this is that just my experience just from my past work um, as a preschool director, I did speak out conferences and lead workshops and different things like that. And so putting together presentations, like just because how my mind works and you know, the experience I have, it doesn't take me a long time to put together things for, um, you know, summits and 
bundle contributions and different things like that. Um, And it's something, again, I really, really enjoy. So now kind of like in my wheelhouse, I have about five different resources that I can easily offer um, when I'm applying for these different bundles. And I may just be like, I have to tweak something here and there to make it more specific to that audience. But overall, it's not something that I'm spending hours and hours doing. Um, I also have like a couple of different welcome sequences that I literally, again, just have to go in and tweak slightly to be specific to that audience. But it's like I'm not reinventing the wheel every time. I have these things, at least like the skeleton of it already, um, where I maybe just go and fill in a few of the missing pieces or I change the language some just to be specific to that audience. Um, So again, it looks like I'm doing a lot, but I'm not. Okay, so I know this episode is turning into a little bit of a longer one, but hey, it's the 100th episode and it is what it is. So the last thing I want to talk about that helps me do it all as I work from home mom is I've learned when to outsource and when to ask for help. This has been huge. Now, this year, I was forced to learn how to really lean on my husband. Um, So at the end of 2022, my mom moved out of state. She moved um, to New Mexico to support my aunt who was battling cancer. Um, We ended up losing her in February. Um, I did record an episode on navigating grief as a business owner. Um, So I'll I'll link that in the show notes. But um, my mom, you know, she been like we've never lived in separate states and she was a one of our main um I don't want to call her babysitter but that's what she was (laughs) Um, but she was the main one to really support us with the kids you know take the kids so that me and my husband have date night and you know if I had to do something in my business she would you know take the kids so I can get it done like she was a huge support to us and so we lost that you know, the end of 2022. And so I had to learn how to ask my husband for help. So that looked like us mapping out our weekends together to make sure like if I was getting ready for a big launch, he wasn't, you know, going either working overtime or going to do something else. So that way he could take the kids and I can focus on that launch. Um, if I had a podcast launch intensive or, um, something else really big that I had to do during the week, he would take off from work. So that way he could take the kids and I can, you know, do what I needed to do in my business. Um, but it really required me to open up my mouth and tell him, Hey babe, I got this going on. Can you help out with this? Um, or even to like really looking at, um, what was going on at his job you know he was able to know like when certain people were going to be off from work and so to try to like plan it so that way it wasn't hurting his team at work you know so just us having that open communication and really trying to work together um and I can say like he is my biggest supporter in this business and so anything I need he try to you know really make it happen and so I'm, I'm really thankful for him and for his support. So yeah, like that has been really huge. Now, 
If you follow me on IG, you may have seen in my stories that I share that I hired a nanny. Well, she quit after the first day. <laughs> she said it was due to a family emergency. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it was a really great fit. She was great with the kids. I absolutely loved her, and it was amazing having her help that one day. But yeah, she quit. So I was honestly devastated after that. Um, since one, I had planned out, you know, a couple of weeks, like scheduling podcast interviews and other things thinking I would have her support, but, um, yeah, she quit. And so I spiraled, like when I got that text, like she sent it early in the morning. I think it was like the day before she was supposed to return. And I just like broke down, like I couldn't do nothing that day, nothing in my business. And so I did, I took the day just to kind of regroup um, and really think about what I wanted to do. Like I could, you know, start the process all over again, trying to find a new nanny and all of that. But then I really thought about it and it was like, I don't want to do that because I don't know if this person is going to be reliable, but also too, like technically it has been working before I hired a nanny. Like, yes, it was nice having that additional support, but I had already restructured things in my business to accommodate this season of life I'm in and it was working, you know? So I didn't need, like I, it was nice having the nanny, but I didn't technically need to have the nanny. And so I decided not to hire another one. Um, Plus, you know, my son is going to be um, going to school soon. Um, and eventually my daughter, once she turns two, she'll be going to school too. So it's not going to be this way forever. But yeah, so I did have that moment where I like, I broke down crying and everything. Um, but thankfully, like family stepped in. So I was able to call on my cousin and she's able to keep the kids, you know, a couple of those days where I had planned stuff thinking I was going to have a nanny. Um, my mom she's relocated back to California. Praise God for that. Um, and she was able to push back her start date on her new job to kind of help out on some of those days where I needed the support with the kids too. So it ended up working out. Now I've also learned to outsource in my business. So I've finally hired a VA and I'm so excited to have her start this month. Um, and so that was one of the things like I, I saw like a lot of the things that I was doing in my business and it's like just repetitive tasks and stuff and it takes up so much time and I'm like, okay, I need to hand this off to a VA because it's taking up too much of my time where I can be focusing on more income generating, you know, activities in my business and focusing more on my clients and different things like that. So hired a VA. Um, I've also started mapping out my 2024 to really start considering what else I want to outsource in my business and what my income needs need to look like in order to make it a reality. And so I've lined up an editor to add to my team, um, especially as I'm taking on more like monthly management and launch clients. Um, so to just get support with the editing, because that is the most time consuming when it comes to podcasts production in general, the editing takes the longest. Um, so she should be hopefully starting in mid-October, just a matter of like a few things working out. Um, and then the biggest thing this year has been investing in coaching. 
I've worked with three of the most phenomenal coaches this year. So Kay Hillman, Mara McDonald, and Kylie Kelly. And each of them have been so pivotal in where my business is today. So from helping me to simplify things in my business, so I'm not working crazy hours to building out two businesses. I have a coaching and a podcast production business. Like, I still can't believe that. (laughs) But that and then to really learn how to lean into the marketing strategies that fit my current season of life, like they have honestly been my best investments this year. And I'm so grateful for each one of them. Like each one of them has like their own personality, their own way of doing things. But it's just been so amazing to learn from these women to really have them just pour into me the way that they have and just to see the growth that I've experienced. Like I, this is just from May to now and, oh no, I'm sorry, from March to now. Cause I, I started working with Kay in March. Um, uh, but it's just been, it's been so amazing. And if you haven't worked with a coach, like there are some amazing coaches out there. And, and I know there's some that aren't so great, but there are a lot of amazing ones who they're really going to help you just get your whole life together really help you get so much clarity in your business and everything. And so I'm a firm believer in working with a coach. That uh, That's it. That's my plug on that. So I know this episode is long, but again, it's the 100th episode and y'all wanted to know how I do it all. So that's what I've shared. <laughs> so just to kind of wrap it up, um, if you've been wondering how I do it all and how I'm able to be part of so many different events and just you guys have been telling me, I see you everywhere, Andrea. I'm not doing it all. I'm very strategic about what I do. I understand when I need to hustle and when I need to rest. But at the end of the day, my family comes first. And I keep God at the forefront of everything. And so my advice to you is to sit down and look at what you're focusing on in your business and determine which of those things are actually going to move the needle forward the most in your business and light you up because you want to make sure it's something you enjoy doing. And so if it doesn't meet that criteria, set it aside until you are in a different season of life. Next, ask for help or outsource where you can. One thing I can say is that anytime I've outsourced or gotten support in my business, I've earned that investment back within a few months. So don't be afraid to get help. Of course, do your due diligence, you know, making sure you're vetting the person out and everything, but don't be afraid to invest. But also too, you know, Yes, look at your, you know, financial situation and everything, but start inquiring, you know, if there's somebody you want to work with, see what their, you know, investment is and start planning so that way you can set aside the money and then when you are in that position to invest, you have the money and you can do it. But start thinking about it. So like I said, I'm already starting to think about 2024 what other things I want to start outsourcing in my business and I'm making a plan for that. So yeah, I just want to leave you with that. Now, if you are looking to, you know, 
get support with your podcast growth. (laughs) Yes, I'm putting this plug in. Or you want to learn, you know, the best strategies for growing your podcast from the very start. There is still time to grab your spot for the podcast growth formula masterclass. So head on over to mamaturmompreneur.com forward slash masterclass or grab the link down below or over in the show notes. And yeah, that is it. This is episode 100. Like I said, it was a little bit longer, but I really wanted to just lay it all out there and really give you guys behind the scenes of how I do it all as a work from home mom. All right. Thank you for tuning into the 100th episode. I'll catch you in the next one. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. Whether you're a podcaster ready to create podcast content that attracts her dream clients or a mama that's ready to stop the social media burnout and simplify her marketing through podcasting, I can support you. Head on over to mamaturmompreneur.com forward slash connect to submit an interest form so we can chat about how I can best support you. All right, mama, I will talk to you again soon.